Here we go. Hello and welcome to our weekly NGFP Local Lunch Podcast, where we provide you, our lovely listeners, with everything you need to know about Nottingham's local food heroes and how you can get more involved in our vibrant local food scene. Local Lunch is brought to you by me, Shona Monroe, and me, Penny Poyser, of Nottingham Good Food Partnership, the go-to organisation for sustainable food in our fair city. And this week, joining us is Lynn Taylor. And we've both known you for a long time, Lynn. Many, many, many years. Yep. Mm-hmm. And your knowledge of the local food growing scene is, is unparalleled. You know, you, you, you go back a long way with this. You're very respected and loved. And she's making a funny face now. Making a funny face. And you've worked with such a broad spectrum of communities from, from all over the place. So, uh, and, and that includes the Asian community, Vietnamese community, Polish community, communities all over the city and neighbourhoods. Yes. So, Lynn, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. So, Lynn, how long ago did you start working in the voluntary sector and what was the appeal to you? That's our first kind of opening question. Okay. Well, I think it goes right back before... Um, before a lot of the things were going, I was a young parent and I helped develop a a play school for children. So that's working with other parents. And um, I actually then worked in that. And the whole thing of working with people for an obvious need that we had, and that was in the Baptist church. And so that that was it, so as a young mum really. That's how it started. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? The roots, yeah, yeah, where we go in, and we say, you know, that I think that really sums up your approach, isn't it? Sort of the it's about addressing the need, absolutely, it's always about yeah. and then working yeah. together towards yeah. that common vision, yeah, absolutely, and to, yeah. yeah, to get underneath it and to create create solutions. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And so then, a little later, I went into it a bit more formally as a sort of placement, really, at the um, Forest Fields Neighbourhood Centre, okay. which was a brilliant opportunity as an admin worker, but working with all of the groups to help them and house the Vietnamese centre while they were starting. And uh, we everything was okay. We're going to do this. Let's sort out the food. So we had all the local suppliers, all the uh, samosas and the um, basics food from and uh, the Indian Community Centre and the White Eagle Centre. So and the boys club. So we had the whole range of food so everybody was catered for. And that's how we started the planning of each event. Great. Food is the anchor, isn't it? First week there was a huge open day, so I met pretty much the whole of the uh, network. What an experience. Mm. And and when you talk about the Vietnamese community, was that the original boat people community that came over? They were, and it was incredibly powerful. Um, I'd... Like, like I think everybody else, I just thought about them having that awful journey and mm. the war-torn images that I'd seen. And then when when they travelled um, and they settled, they were setting up their own centre just next to the neighbourhood centre and house with us. And they, for the opening, they put up the most beautiful landscapes that one of the Vietnamese boat people had brought with him. 
Wow. images from the whole of Vietnam of people and places and it was it was like okay so and it's this is sort of how my mind works it's like okay so now you really need to think about what images you're taking and actually you know it's all people it's yeah. all people when all said and done and yeah and and that was a sense of home he was bringing. Yeah, here. absolutely. It was really, yeah, really well received. And, yeah. and as you were saying, the food from all the different cultures, mm. you know, that alongside these images, it's 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 where you carry your sense of home, absolutely. isn't it? It's through your eyes. It's through mm. taste. It's through smell. Mm. And and I think um, and friendliness and yeah, yeah and being welcomed yeah yeah being we welcomed also invited to their Chinese New Year celebrations. I've got an image of my son banging a great big drum and parcels of red packaged um, presents for all the children. Masses and masses. Wow, lovely, so special. Yeah, but they I think they're pretty much dispersed. Mm. No, um, still Vietnamese people here, but they—they're not, they're not, not quite so quite together as a community. Because yeah. I remember years and years ago working with the Vietnamese community when I was in City Challenge, which yes. was very, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is when yeah. we first met, which was a long time ago, and just that experience of um, of meeting people who say who transitioned from a terrible journey. Of course, we're still getting that with Syrian refugees and the people at the refugee mm. centre. And Nottingham's got this heart where it, where it does look after and nurture. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a special place. Um, so, you know, we, we, we've talked about how, you know, the power of a good meal brings people together, which is, I'm, I'm sure you'd be pleased, Lynn, that's an ethos that we really <laughs> carry through with NDFP. You know, that's a really sacred and, and wonderful thing that's been preserved and is expanding. And, you know, it's how people start conversations. Yeah. Yeah, it really Jell is. over food. Yes. And uh, yeah, so Lynn, you you know we've been looking at your your bio that you sent over, very fascinating. And you went to work for Nottingham City Council as a social economy worker in Bullwell. Tell us what led to the setting up of Bullwell Hall Community Garden. Yeah, um, so the social economy sort of worker at was based at Bullwell, and the role was to again look at local need and see how we could support people so setting up a credit union um in helping some women who were setting up a nappy a, a reusable nappy mm. service mm. and various other things so again it was finding out what was needed and um there's a te- there's a tenants and residents association at Bullwell and they were very fed up about an area uh, surrounded by houses that was being vandalised and the vandalising was going into their gardens. It was mm-hmm. a former allotment site, about eight allotment sizes, so tiny. Yeah. Um, and so um, I went and visited and chatted and they were very clear that they wanted it something that they would want to look out on and they wanted it to be um, a safe space. They didn't want it to be too open or mm. full of chill or whatever. They mm. wanted it something that was. So we talked about community gardens, um, and that was. Um, we then did some sort of research into that and pulled in people 
uh, um, like Nectar, who do the employment and yes. training, yeah. and worked very closely with the group. We set up a steering group for the community garden, all of local residents, and worked with them and helped them to get through all the processes we needed. And when I look back at the dates, it's amazing. The research started in 98. And 22 years ago. And <laughs> then that was in September 98. Work began in September 99. Yeah. And they were planting by April 2000, which actually is in, in those terms pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, so 20 years that place has been actively growing. Mm. Food. That, that's wonderful. So it's, the, the, yeah, it's older than AMC Gardens. I didn't know that, you know. That was my first baby. Yeah. <laughs> and you've had many babies, many babies since then. But I mean, the um, I mean that site, the Bullwinkle, is not the easiest to access, is it? It's you've got to walk stuff. That's what's down to it. it if it really. had to be, it would have been built on. Uh, um. So, so I think that was it was a a problem and a bonus. But yeah, it was a really good example. Going back to Nectar. The local people who worked on there were employed by Nectar to train while they did putting up the fences, building the infrastructure. Mm. And so that was um, so the sort of the ethos in it being locally owned and benefiting the local community was was way up there Mm. on the list. And the first workers were also from the local community as well that were sort of doing right. the, the work. And, and how has the steering group for, for um, that space changed over the years? Well, it's 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 had not had an easy journey. Mm. It's it's thrived for probably six, seven years, mm. I guess. And then, um, then there were some funding issues and ownership issues. And it's over the last few years been, it's had various people grow on it so it has as you say mostly been continually grown on but yeah. not in a sustained um way as we'd have hoped but um roots out who's one of our members is doing work yes there at the moment so which is needed isn't it it's it, 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 it's hard i mean i think um it's it's managing a green space and all of that entails because I think our Crite Meadows sort of heart describes it. You're looking at the growing, the horticulture, you're looking at a space that people can rest and yeah. um, relax in, you're looking at sort of arts and things, you're also looking at health, um, training and health. Mm. So it's a, it's a wide thing oh, yeah. and there are lots of barriers and the most common thing that was said to me when I was trying to get them up was very much about, um, there's no money in carrots. <laughs> and that was the level yeah. of, of understanding. So I think, you know, that, so it was, a great, it was a great learning curve. It brought in lots of people and was, was yes, a very beautiful sight. It is quite a strongly held perception, that isn't it? Yeah. You know, there's, no, there's no money in carrots. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess if you take a site like AMC Gardens, 
they are so much more than growing carrots anyway, aren't they? Like you say, that they, they, they provide no, such It was a, never about the growing of the carrots. No, it was it's about unifying a community. That's the whole thing, yeah. I, I always said it was some, about something, because most of the gardens are in disadvantaged areas, and it was about having something beautiful. Yes. That, yeah, absolutely. That was owned by the people that live there, and it's going to be celebrated. Mm. And I think that's... Yeah, yeah. Those, all, those three things. And of course, Gil had a hand, didn't he? He did. Yeah. <laughs> he did it at, at Bullwell Hall and AMC. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah it's, well, it's kind of keeping it in the family yeah. a bit. <laughs> now, um, mo- moving on from kind of Bullwell Hall, there was then some European funding mm-hmm. that came to the pot, wasn't mm-hmm. there? And that, that helped you to kind of really focus on looking at how community gardens could be set up as social businesses and I think there was sort of involvement with you know St Anne's allotments and AMC can you tell us more about that time that's yeah. very important I time. mean that's, that's a change of role that was a move from Bullwell there was there was some initial funding um to set up the social economy team in the city and um and we put together an application a large amount of money to carry on funding our team, which was a small team of two, three, three, three people, and um, to have a sort of grant fund that we could administer to support social economy activities in the area. And um, so I suppose part of what I, I use that for uh, for, for my role was building up the network in St Anne's because there were various community gardens um, already there, but they weren't networked. So mm. that was the first beginning of the garden to plate network. Yeah, garden to the plate. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> and so, and so then we set up the fund and we encouraged the organisations that came in uh, that, that said that they were interested to look at each other's bids and to decide which ones had the best opportunity mm. uh, to succeed. And then the applications were supported by us until they went in to be to an independent panel to be assessed. And then they could be supported afterwards. So it was a very supportive sort of mm. way. And... Uh, I think the Fresh Projects in St Anne's has some money from there. Yes. And, um, and all cut matters. And I think Bullwell Hall got some money. But it wasn't it wasn't specific. That was my bit of interest. I decided to go down that route. There was options of going geographically or going sort of sector. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the thing. So, And I think in, in 2000, there was an international... People Land and Sustainability Conference at the um, at the University of Nottingham and Bullwell Hall and Eco Works featured and St Anne's allotments featured and were visited yeah. by that international conference. Wow! So um, <laughs> they were sort of yeah. I mean, Eco Works had been going for a while by then, but it was a it was a real boost for everyone to have all these international mm. visitors. Because you kind of get things. Because Nottingham's quite quiet about it, what it, it does in many ways, isn't it? But it's always been quite a, I don't want to say revolutionary, but 
but kind of getting on and doing it kind yeah. of the thing we don't really shout about it it's, it really yeah. is proper grassroots it really is Let, let's talk a bit about um green weeks okay talk about green weeks okay so that was again sort of a um uh, I like who an idea and who do I know? So I went to Mike Peveril, who mm. was working with City Council as a climate um, yeah. officer, and um, I'd heard about this Green Weeks that was run somewhere else, and I said, "Oh, we could do that, couldn't we?" And he went, "Let's go and have a coffee." So we started <laughs> to chat about it, and it ended up as I think the last year, I think it ran for five years, three over three weeks, and final year was 145 events over the three weeks but it was all focusing on green issues and incorporated community growing as well as cycling and um recycling and reduction noise reduction remember it well Mm. yeah it was fun wasn't it yeah Uh, dangerous lots of cake (laughs) (laughs) it's always a fresh light now yes wouldn't that be fantastic Mm. yeah that would be awesome Um, and of course, so much came out of that Green Weeks because there was then conversations between people who who, who didn't know what was happening elsewhere and realising that there was huge amounts of opportunity for partnerships. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know that the, the Green Weeks thing that happened was galvanising. It did, and that then start to really grow this very wide network of people in the city. Ever so important. Which but, kind of leads us, doesn't it? Yeah. To asking you about the Nottingham Growing Network. And, um, and and what kind of ways that network enriches our our city? Yeah. It'd be great to learn a bit more about the members and how they work together and what the aims of that network are. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll start with the network as a whole. It's very much. Um, I think it's quite interesting. We had a meeting the other day with. Um, the senior officer from Social Firms and Garden, who's been very supportive, formerly the Federation of City Farms and Community Gardens. Yeah. And he just came out with, you know, you are the most established, best organic partnership going throughout that we, you know, we <laughs> are. And it's like, well, oh, okay. And it's always been a very loose, a very informal um, network of people coming together because they wanted to and found benefit of it. It goes yeah. beyond the city, um, and membership is 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 all about sort of things like peer to peer learning. You know, learning from one another. We've done things like some some really useful training in outdoor community cooking. So bringing in environmental health officers yeah. to so the expertise and the safety and the knowledge has really been shared. And so that's, that's and of course, the environmental coming through the green weeks and things, making sure that the, that the good practice was used in the creation, helping people come and learn. So it's providing a much wider network for people from all over the place mm. come to the gardens to... To learn, learn about it, and but I think that's sort of so. That's that's sort of, um, and we focused on things like wildlife 
and um, water use recently. And so mm. we've, we've been looking at those issues. You've done loads around water use, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, we did a full, full yeah. Yeah, year of that and produced a resource document that's available. And, oh. and where can people find that, that link? Ah, I should have brought some with me. It's on a website. It's, it's. I think it's going on the website shortly. But um, yes, we, the network does have a website and a Facebook Facebook page. So if you key in um, Nottingham Growing Network, yeah. then you get it'll pop up all the information. And there's a listing docs document of the members. And uh, great, yeah, that's interesting to know. Yeah, mm. and it's interesting because we're, we're we're doing this social eating city project at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. Doing a series of research events, and we'll be looking at a ward map of yeah, yeah, and it'd be really good as you're here. You know, <laughs> you've got the intel on, on, on community food grain spaces. If you look at the ward maps, where are the ma- where are the glaring maps? Yeah, where are the gaps? Maps, where, are the, gaps? Where, where are the gaps on the maps? <laughs> yes, I mean it's it, we're we're going to be really interested to you know to see because just let the listeners know what we're looking at. So we're yes. looking at a ward map of the city, and are there nineteen wards? Is it something like that? Nineteen, twenty, yeah. isn't it? There was a bit of a swap around, wasn't there? But I think I think there are nineteen wards, and kind of as we as we look at it, the sort of areas that really jump out where we know there's lots of activity. Um, so we've got we've got Clifton, yeah. we've got Summerwood Gardens, Bullwell Forest, Bullwell, yeah, um, St Anne's. Sherwood, Bullwell, Bullwell Hall, Bullwell Forest. Yeah, you know, roots out. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, and then Bestwood, of course. Bestop is uh, the community there are currently looking at acquiring yeah, that bit of land. Had, we've had um, meetings with right. them um, some the time ago with Chris, yeah, yeah. And, and other people, yeah, yes. that are involved. So, so he knows about us, and we know Brilliant. about him, and we're waiting. He's it's taking a longer time it is than we hoped long for, while, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the hold-up is. Yeah, it's, I know there's been lots. Of, I think they got so far along, thought, oh, this is going to be okay, and then and then sort of things changed a little bit. But it's great to know that they're not doing this in isolation. You know, having the support of, your network, of the network, network is, network. Yeah, yeah, is, is yeah, a yeah. huge yeah. benefit. And I'm sorry, we're going to so, say something. No, I was just going to say we've got uh, Windmill Community Gardens yes. uh, just on the edge of Lean Valley Arboretum Ward there. Um, and I do believe there's a, a new um, growing in Basewood, isn't there? Is there? Is, is, is Robin Hood? What's that one? See, this is stuff we're yeah, learning. Well, I haven't had full details Ooh, yet. There's oh, quite a lot in yeah. Slenton. Yes. Because yes. um, so yeah, you've got that. another windmill garden there, haven't you? We have, yes, yeah. yes. And so Next to the windmill. Yes. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> a lovely little yes. site. And I know Rachel's involved in that. And then they call yes. Alex. Um, Tell us a bit more about your St Anne's allotments, because yes. obviously, in in terms of fame, mm, St Anne's, yeah, St Anne's allotments are, you know, really quite well known. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about why that's such a special place to you. <sighs> well, I know where to start. It is incredibly. Well, it's large. And it's very beautiful, and it gets great views over the city. Uh, I did, when I first started working, we did uh, an open day, um, coming together to do an open day. 
And I said, oh, yeah, I'll do a tour. <laughs> Nine hours later. <laughs> Four hours later, <laughs> we finished the tour. Wow. And it had people who were in their 80s on that tour whose grandparents had had the site. And I kept saying, do you want to stop? Oh, no, no, we want to carry on. And the interest was... It is quite magical. It makes you feel really good when you spend some time. Wow! With it. So you, so these eighty-year-olds who've got all that family history. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they had some amazing photos. They didn't come. Uh, photos, I suppose, weren't yeah. so available. I, I see, have you seen some of the photos? I, I, I took. I did help as part of my role with the um, heritage lottery um, application that helped save really yes. it was really in danger because it hadn't been invested in for a long time so and tell us about that that, that you know the, the the acquiring of um english heritage listing because that was a very big yeah. deal wasn't yeah. it protecting yeah. it tell us a bit more about well i think that, that was that was that was done uh, again it was a partnership thing that was i think it was probably star that were most yes. actively involved in that to uh who who were managing the site for, for, for some time. But yes, heritage. Know, that, that stands um, for. It doesn't, the star is. Does it just, a, just sort of St Anne's allotments loosely, isn't it, star? The, yeah, I think it's just, I think it, it's it's not got its own. Right. It's star. Yeah. It's very much a, yeah. So, so heritage uh, grade two listed status um, was very useful in putting the application for long-term funding amazing um old summer houses because it was it was wealthy from mm. nottingham that mm. went to have their it was the merchants yeah, wasn't absolutely. It? who lived over the shop didn't yeah, have a green yeah, space yeah. and wanted this Private, yeah, yeah, retreat, and we all need retreat. And my, but my favorite, favorite era was the Caribbean um, people who came from the Windrush and mm. um, who were growing the most amazing things in there. So they were, they were fantastic seed, and there's lots of lots of work done on lots of stories, storyboards of people mm. who. Who were involved in that era. And we'd, and we'd say to our listeners, and unbelievably our, our time is nearly up on the podcast, <laughs> okay. that, that if people have not visited St Anne's, and I'm constantly amazed, particularly with younger people, with students, who have no idea of this mm. incredible richness that's right in the heart of our city in an area that people don't traditionally go to, if you like, for tourism means to St Anne's. But there, there is that beauty Mm. That that lies right across the city in our green spaces and the gardens, and um, I think personally, I want to thank you, Lynn. I feel quite choked up because you really have been and you really continue to be mother of of so much of what's happened in the city. But oh, we're all, oh, all a bit emotional. <laughs> but just just to very quickly, just very quickly, in our last few minutes, you know, we've there's this question of yes, you know, I mean. We need to grow a lot more food in Nottingham. We really feel that we're on yeah. a mission mm, mm, to see that happen, mm. happen. I mean, what are your ideas on how we can do that? And how do we train a whole new cohort of marketing community gardeners 
you know, what about the land we, we need? You know, there's a lot of questions to ask, but you've got a lot of experience in growing and working mm. with this network. What's the starting point? I think it's there's a lot of lobbying that needs to be done to enable apprenticeships, to enable the recognition of apprenticeships in horticulture, which was lost maybe 10 years ago, yeah. I think. Got to Maybe be a little bit way. longer than that even. And because of that, um, ex organisations that did provide training, we, we had our own... Um, um, scheme that was 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 working with people to actually have placements and go and and learn to yeah. to learn really. We need so, to bring that. That has to come back. To so I think I think that's I think that's that's the thing that needs to happen. Yeah. To the lobbying and 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 I think the whole growing thing is that I can honestly say that the the network members are putting the food that they do grow to really good use. Yes. Yeah. That. Yeah. People can come along, they can volunteer, they can you generally be fed or take away produce from the gardens mm. and or there's widespread throughout the city that is beautiful outdoor yeah. cooking facilities that people can enjoy. Yeah. So. And, we, and we were up at um, Bullwell Forest Garden oh, the other week. Mm. Yeah, we went and had lunch up mm. there. Mm. Um, it's it's absolutely it's a real beautiful. Jewel, isn't it? It's a real jewel. Okay, so it's Summerwood next then. Yes, we must <laughs> yes, go to Summerwood. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we want. Li we, we'd like. Um, we've literally literally come to the last few seconds. Thank you, Lynn. Can you come back and see us again soon? We'd love you to. Yeah, and we'll be talking about the neighbourhood food grain festival. We when will you, when you come back on. So yeah, let's get that booked in. So tune in. This Friday at 1.30pm, simply search for NGFP Local Lunch on your browser and we will pop up. See you.